listening to this man. We got some good news for you. Hey, everybody. Gather near. The doctor's in the house. So lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. The doctor is in the house. If you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a sprain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what you're going through. Let him tell you what's good for you. Because the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Call the doctor. Call the doctor. Call the doctor. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, with an extra podcast today while it's raining here in Southwest Florida. So welcome. It's been a pleasure to be here on Podbeam and welcome to all the new listeners that are now following me. I really appreciate it. It's just a, uh, it's very humbling to see the followers that we've uh, garnished in this past month. Uh, let me just get the legal stuff over with. Uh, this program contains general medical information and medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And as I have done for the last five years, I welcome you with an attitude of gratitude because we know gratitude's gifts are incredible and grateful people are happier, less depressed, less stressed, and more satisfied with their lives and social relationships. Ladies and gentlemen, please know that you are the CEO of your own body. You have the right to ask questions and get answers before you allow anything to be done to your body. And this is what we're going to be talking about probably for the next year. As we are, maybe we might even be forced into uh, getting a vaccination that may change our humanity because it's a, it's going to affect our DNA. It's going to get into our cells. So we definitely need to be strong and keep our immune system strong as we've been talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, next week, or next week, this coming Tuesday at 4 p.m., we're going to talk about health and health freedom. Uh, a lot of people are wondering what it means and why there are grassroots groups working to defend health freedoms across the United States. So what is health freedom and why should you care? And what is health and what are non-physicians telling you what it is to be healthy? 
like the the Gates Foundation. Like, believe it or not, you know, the president of the WHO, he's not a physician. He's been involved in lots of scandals, and he's trying to tell us what to do, and he's associated with the Communist Party of China. So we need to have information. We need to have good information so we can make good choices. Okay, really, it's going to be really important in this coming year. I want to give you um, a website uh, that I, I would appreciate if, just for your education you look into. It's called Freedom Platform, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, platform.tv, freedomplatform.tv. In fact, at this point in time, uh, they are giving you a free movie called Plandemic, P-L-A-N-D-E-M-I-C. So you can get, so you can find out and get facts that you can deal with. And there's lots of other videos on this uh, website, including one by Dr. Judy Mikovits, uh, Peter Hexit, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, who you'll get to know once you start listening to her and you'll get to love her. Okay, you'll get to uh, meet the Mickey Willis, the director of Plandemic. Okay, really good information. You'll learn that the CDC is not a government organization, but a private organization. And my longtime listeners know that. They know that the CDC is listed on the Dun is listed on Dun and Bradstreet, and that the people who are paid salaries to develop treatments and vaccines, they can patent them on their own. The CDC, CDC owns thousands of patents and certain physicians are allowed to profit from them, even though they get their money from the, the taxpayer. So that's where we are. There's, there's hope though, because the, the, our president has a, another epidemiologist on his staff and uh, may give us a little different outlook than that Dr. Tony did because Dr. Tony has, sorry to say, been wrong since the beginning of this with the improper use of Neil Ferguson's uh, models that predicted millions of people dying and it didn't, didn't happen. We may talk a little bit about all the people that died in nursing homes the in, last week we talked about the inaccuracy of the testing and how they can be up to 60% false positive. So what's the sense of having a test other than to pad the numbers? Israeli experts, especially Professor Bentwich, states that there are no longer grounds to fear a virulent epidemic that threatens the world and will cause widespread illness and death. He says it is quite likely that the current epidemic will behave like a flu epidemic with which we are familiar and it will run its course in a few months, even though the infection rate may remain high since current virus, the current virus is highly contagious, as Professor Bentwich. Let me just give you this by Julie Kelly, who wrote in American Greatness. Social distancing is untested pseudoscience, particularly as it relates to halting the transmission of SARS-CoV-2. 
On its website, she says, the CDC provides no links to any peer-reviewed social distancing studies that bolster its official guidance. And she says, quote, there's a reason for the lack of peer-reviewed studies on the CDC website. The alarming reality is that social distancing never has been tested on a massive scale in the modern age. Its current formula was conceived during the George W. Bush administration and at that time was met with much deserved skepticism. So a lot of things we are told from uh, on high, the on high being not our savior, but the government, the new government, the new religion of, of our government that has been keeping everyone in so much fear the government that is not telling us about the 4.5 billion pounds of antibiotics that are used each year. And that affects the microbiome that we've been talking about on this podcast for the last six months. Not talking about the pesticides, billions of pounds that are also affecting us. So we need to continue to be educated on our own. Uh, Zach Bush is a physician who has been really good on this. Uh, right from the beginning, he said this, this virus acts more like cyanide poisoning, and it is like a high-altitude sickness. And what is the reason? Is it just the virus, or is it, just the, is it a combination of the virus, pollution, 5G? Our way of life. These are things that no one is considering, but there generally is not a simplistic answer to something uh, like this virus. So I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, an, an, uh, two, two other people that have made the headlines recently. Profes Professor Bed, B-E-D, Stadler, S-T-A-D-L-E-R, former director of the Institute of Immunology at the University of Bern, a biologist and a professor emeritus. He wrote an article in a Swiss magazine that was controversial, and then it was reposted on the website Medium, and it got a lot of attention. So what he talks about are, one, the COVID antibody tests are too specific and vastly underestimate how many people are immune. So what he's saying here is the antibody test doesn't, does not pick up everybody that is immune to this virus because it is a coronavirus and corona, coronaviruses have been around. Number two, COVID shares many parts with other coronaviruses, which explains the background level of immunity we're seeing. So the researchers are surprised that so many people are immune to this virus. Well, they shouldn't be because it shares immunity with other coronavirus viruses. I can't tell you the word he used on the air about the assumptions, but they are bull. He says that the COVID PCR test cannot tell you if you have an active infection, if you, you spread the virus, if you just had it in the past. 
And he says it's created a lot of nonsense and panic. And we talked about this last week, and you can hear last Tuesday's podcast with Phil Safer. The PCR test is a manufacturing test. It was never meant as a diagnostic test, even by its inventor, the Nobel Prize winning inventor. He says that mask wearing has become a religious belief and has it made a difference in the COVID spread and is supported by weak science at best. And we gave you 12 reasons and told you that there are 11 randomized controlled studies that did not show any evidence of mask wearing affects this disease. He said that even though Doctors say they can they can uh, diagnose this uh, virus just on symptoms. He says doctors cannot identify COVID based on symptoms alone, and many people have co-infections. He says that Italy never had a real crisis, just a few localized issues. Sweden did a huge mistake with nursing homes, but otherwise did it great and without lockdowns. So when we saw the bump in Sweden's death rate, it was because this, they made the same mistake that Governor Cuomo made. They put COVID-positive patients in nursing homes. He says the vast majority of the population was already immune to COVID due to exposure to other cold-inducing coronaviruses, like the common cold. One, eight, four. Sorry about that. He says that the so-called COVID long-term effects are rooted in confirmation bias and fear-mongering. Many of his colleagues think the same, but don't want to risk their career by speaking out. They don't want to risk their career by speaking their truth. But so far, no other immunologist has dared to attack him on his views. We talked about COVID antibody tests, and you know he says that they are too specific because uh, most of the assays are focused on being specific and only measuring SARS two, SARS COVID two. They are. They all make the same thing. They make antibodies against the spike protein. But for many other viruses, other parts of the protein also contribute to immunity and protection, even influenza. COVID shares many of these, these, these parts with other coronaviruses. So he goes on and on, and he supports what we've been saying on this podcast. Mask wearing is more religion than science. And it really is something when people are get into fights and altercations because of face mask wearing, when most immunologists agree it takes about 10 minutes of face-to-face contact with somebody that has COVID to get infected. It just doesn't float in the air. The virus has to get into your system, has to incubate in your nasal cavities, maybe your eyes and ears to some degree, but your nasal cavities. Then it has to find a way to penetrate the cell. Once it's in there, it has to attach to your DNA and have the RNA Xerox it, make copies of it. Then it has to get out of the cell. You just, 
And viruses by themselves, are, they, they need a host. So if you are immune compromised, you have comorbidities, sure, you, you might get this vi virus. But remember, the death rate is 0.26% generally, higher in elderly. It is higher in the elderly with comorbidities. So it's hard to discuss religious questions and, and on a rational level. So it's pretty hard to, to talk about mandatory masks, especially when, you know, all the politicians are involved in it and uh, it's being labeled the mask of the beast, muzzles. And it has some basis in uh, the Bible and the book of Revelations. Remember, Argentina had the longest lockdown, four months, total lockdown. They lock you up if you're out. Total mask wearing, everybody had them. And what's happening? The curves are going up and up and up. Not only the infections, but also the death rate. So whoever says wear a mask, look to Argentina, ladies and gentlemen. They wear masks like nobody wears them, with no effect. Sweden had had no lockdowns, nothing. But they made a big mistake with nursing homes, and they admit it. They should have protected the vulnerable people, but they did not. They made a mistake, and they apologized for it. More than half the deaths that were reported in Sweden were from nursing homes. And once you subtract those deaths, and which were mainly in the Stockholm area, the death rate is exactly the same as Switzerland with no lockdown whatsoever. And remember, there is immunity out there. No one talks about our immune system because that is what's going to get us through this pandemic. That's what's going to get us through it. The vaccines for coronaviruses have been quite dangerous in the past, killing the, the forest, the animals that they were tested on. They look good when they gave the ferret the vaccine. Antibodies were produced, but when they exposed the ferret to the coronavirus, they all died. And how many of the volunteers, the healthy volunteers that are taking this vaccine are getting sick? Just something to think about, ladies and gentlemen. And if you care to, uh, go to Medium. You'll see the original article, Coronavirus, Why Everybody Was Wrong. That's posted there. The immune response to the virus is stronger than anybody thought. Uh, that Again, that website is medium.com. The coronavirus is retreating, ladies and gentlemen. But for some reason, nobody's connecting the dots. The immune response against this virus is much stronger than we thought, according to Dr. Stadler. So uh, that's why I'm here today to tell you, do not be so afraid of death that you're afraid to live. There's lots of evidence from other epidemi epidemiologists other than Dr. Tony 
You don't know, talk about Tony, and you talk got to talk about Deborah Burks. She admitted they they padded the COVID deaths. They padded them with people that died with it, not from it. Here in Florida, we had a young man die in a motorcycle accident, listed as a COVID death. Here in Florida, they combined antibody testing with PCR testing. If one person got tested five times, that was five cases. But remember, a positive test does not mean you have the virus or that you're sick. And we're finding that asymptomatic individuals really are not much that much of a threat. So all this is, is, uh, is laid out in this article. And he says, young, healthy people who currently walk around with masks on their faces will be better off wearing a helmet because the risk of something falling on their head is greater than them getting a serious case of COVID. Okay. These are other than the people from the CDC who have a vested interest in keeping us sick because they can sell us a vaccine. And you know what? They're, they are completely immune from any liability. If you take that vaccine and you get sick or you get paralyzed or you develop one of the chronic fatigue syndromes, that's not their fault because they have been given complete immunity by our government. Just think they, they, are, they are developing a biologic that gets into your system and can possibly change your DNA and humanity with no liability. You know what this vaccine that, that's coming up has been called the vaccine from hell. Think about that. There's a Dr. Carrie Magic, M-A-D-E-J, Madage. She has a great video on this, about 21 minutes long. She's an osteopathic trained internal medical specialist. Her video is a wake up call, not sensational reporting, just a wake up call. And as the article says, her report should cause the world to put these new generation of RNA DNA vaccines on perpetual hold. And I told my listeners, I told the listeners, Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored about this, you know, five months ago, that these vaccines penetrate this cell and can change your, may attach to your DNA and may also have nanotechnology in it that can change that DNA and will more, you'll have the mark of the beast because it will have nanotechnology that can be read and influenced. This Moderna's new vaccine, according to the doctor, presents a dark, chilling moment for humanity, a day of no return, because it has roots in something called transhumanism. Dr. Madej is saying vaccine makers are up to more than producing antibodies against a pathogenic bacteria or virus. Humanity is stepping into reprogramming our species which he says version 1.0 to 2.0. 
These vaccines are part of something called transhumanism, where technology is melded and is inseparable from humans. Subject for another podcast is, is there a plan to depopulate the world? The Gates Foundation says there's too many people in this world. That's a, that is a subject for another podcast. So one of the technologies employed by Moderna vaccine is transfection, broadly defined as a process of artificially inducing, inducing nucleic acids, that's DNA and RNA, into cells, utilizing means other than viral vectors. In other words, like the flu vaccine has some dead viral particles to get in. They don't use that. Geneticists plan to use transfection to eliminate mosquitoes from the planet, therefore mosquito-borne diseases like smallpox. And, uh, but what about humans? You know, they just released these genetically modified uh, mosquitoes here in Florida to get rid of mosquitoes. But some people that are thinking outside the box say, why couldn't these mosquitoes be programmed to carry something that when they do sting you, they can infect you or change your DNA? I don't know. It might be far out, but something to think about. So Moderna's vaccine creates the same viral antigen a particular virus like COVID-19 generates and produces it without having to be inoculated with any kind of virus or viral particle like conventional vaccines. And Moderna's vaccine contains luciferase. I, you heard that right, luciferase enzyme that facilitates RNA reprogramming of an antigen. But what? guess what else? It has bioluminescent properties. It glows. And this glow can facilitate confirmation of your vaccination by a scanner. Like a barcode. And of course, our government has paid them, what, one and a half billion for uh, doses of this vaccine? It's so powerful, they have to, to split it up into three doses because it could overexcite your immune system and cause that cytokine response that are killing the early uh, COVID people with comorbidities. Believe it, these are experimental technologies. Experimental at best. So I wanted to bring some of this to your attention today. I wanted to make sure you realize that nursing homes are tied to nearly half of the 124,000 fatal fatalities from the coronavirus in the United States. Half of them. And that this, this article analyzed 12,000 senior facilities. 11% of people killed by the virus died in nursing homes or long-term care centers, but the facilities are linked to many more COVID fatalities. 
more than 54,000 or 43% of the national toll when accounting for workers who contracted the disease at these facilities. This is from the New York Times. Are you hearing this one on, on your news programs that almost half the fatalities came from nursing homes? And none of the hospitals or e or intensive care units were ever really overburdened during the height of the, the death rate One, from this virus. Six. One, zero. So again, just to let you know, and that I'm getting a lot of calls too. So there's a Harwitz, H-O- R-O-W-I-T-Z, who's done a lot of study on this. Just the headlines of some of his work, a new study finds a very weak asymptomatic coronavirus transmission. In other words, if somebody is found to have a positive test and have no symptoms, they probably are not going to transmit that virus. He found in a study that in two two weeks in Denver, more people died of heart attacks in the lockdown than of COVID. Remember, we talked about Sweden having uh, hardly any problems except for their nursing home, which they admitted. They didn't go down to it. They did not, did not have an economic lockdown. So Sweden's top expert on coronavirus has warned that encouraging people to wear face masks is, quote, very dangerous, unquote. It gives a false sense of security, but does not effectively stem the spread of the virus. It is very dangerous to believe face masks would change the game when it comes to COVID-19. Anders Tengel said, face masks can be a complacent to other things when other things are safe are uh, are safely in place t-e-g-n-e-l-l tegnell has consistently spoken out against the use of masks last month declaring that quote with numbers diminishing very quickly in sweden we see no point in wearing face masks in sweden not even on public transport Quote, the findings that have been produced through face masks are astonishingly weak, even though so many people around the world wear them. Remember, we said it's a religion, not a science anymore. And remember, Sweden did not enforce a mandatory lockdown order. And its death rate slowed to a trickle. And you could read this article any place, even in Newsweek, because Newsweek acknowledged that Sweden's COVID-19 death rate is lower than Spain, UK, and Italy, and that all imposed lockdowns. I'm telling you all this because it's out there, but no one's reporting on it, because if you watch the movie Plandemic, you'll see that the people reporting are just reading scripts that are given to them. They're not reporting the news. They want to keep you in fear and lockdown. Other epidemiologists feel that this herd immunity 
is slowing the COVID spread, contrary to what Dr. Tony says. Other, other epidemiologists say that lockdowns have no impact on COVID deaths. And the CDC now is admitting that hospital incentives drove up the COVID-19 deaths. In other words, they paid hospitals anywhere from 19 to 49,000, somewhere in that range to uh, when they put down that a person had COVID or died of COVID. And they if they put them on a respirator, now we know that 95 or so percent of people that are on respirators die because it's not it's a it's a car it's an oxygen problem not a not a breathing problem it should be treated like a high altitude sickness or carbon monoxide poisoning everybody wants to get you on this new remitivir it costs thirty two hundred dollars but this in, in swiss now they have a protocol using quercetin and zinc quercetin and zinc What are they doing to us, ladies and gentlemen? And they're denying hydrochloroquine for outpatient therapy because it's too inexpensive. There's no randomized controlled double blind studies being done on these vaccines like Dr. Tony wants for hydrochloroquine, hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine has been around for 60 years and many physicians are coming out and saying, here we are curing patients if used early with zinc and the z pack Why aren't we using it more? Why are doctors being charged criminally if they, if they use hydroxychloroquine? When we know from most physicians in the field that it works. And be careful of this luciferase enzyme. It's an ID 2020. It'll, it's an ID. It is the mask of the beast. Okay. So I wanted to bring this information to you today. Uh, I want to make sure you know to keep your vitamin D level to a great start, great, great level. Uh, Great level that we should be between 60 and 80 nanomoles nanomol per milliliter. 60 to 80, not the normal between 30 and 60, but between 60 and 80, because people that have high vitamin D levels do either don't get COVID or get it very mildly. Do wash your hands. Okay, really important. Really important is to. to uh, Keep your health up, not to have fear, because we have talked about every week how fear decreases your immunity. Fear decreases your immunity. How? It increases cortisol levels, which then decrease your T cells. Try and eat as, as natural as you can. Get a good night's sleep. Try and take care of yourself. Eat as many of the rainbow in your diet as possible. Let medicine be your, let food be your medicine. Keep your gut healthy because 80% of our immunity is in our gut. Take a probiotic or a mold biotic. If you have the opportunity, soak up some sun on the sunny side of the street, as the song goes. And stay hydrated. Okay. 
things that you can do that are not too expensive. And we don't want to make the mistake that with vi like the, this virus that we made with cholesterol. All these years we were telling people that to lower their cholesterol and saturated fat was bad. And now, now just recently everybody realizes that was bad advice because of all those trans fatty acids that cause cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and everything else. So ladies and gentlemen, fear and uncertainty are really at the top of my list of things that decrease your immunity. And one of the things that increase it at the top of my list is social relationships. And what are we doing with people? We're keeping them inside. They're not getting any vitamin D. We're stopping them from interacting with other people, lowering their immunity. We're keeping them in fear, lowering their immunity. We're keeping them in front of televisions and computer screens, you know, causing a lot of uh, blue light to go into their eyes and you know, maybe cause a macular degeneration into the future. So we're, we're not doing everything we can to stay well and to boost our immune system. And not only beside eating healthy, staying active, reducing stress, et cetera, we should try and reduce our exposure to chemicals. There's 85,000 chemicals are in our environment. Hardly any of them have been tested for safety. So when you use a soap or whatever, you look at the ingredients. If, they can't, if you can't pronounce them, don't, don't use it. Okay. I just want to repeat again, I'm not a big believer in hand sanitizers. But if you uh, can't find any and you want to make some, you can make it with rubbing alcohol. About two-thirds of a cup of rubbing alcohol and a third of a cup of aloe vera gel and you put it in a pump bottle. It really works well and uh, won't kill all the bacteria on your skin because your skin is, a, is composed of a microbiome that's important uh, for your immunity. And don't forget vitamin C, okay? In doses... Uh, you're from 500 to 5,000, but like 500 milligrams three or four times a day. Don't forget about vitamin C. And if you have a heart condition or cancer, get, make sure you get your regular care because people are dying because they're too afraid to go out. Get your regular care. As I told, <clears throat> told my listeners again last week, vitamin D has 84,378 published articles about its safety and how to use it. So there's other things we could talk about, but we did talk about zinc and quercetin. I want to make sure you know that that is used in Switzerland to treat this virus over the counter. You heard about ivermectin. Ivermectin is used. It's a, actually a, a product that's used in animals for parasites, but it can be used in humans for, so the articles say, for COVID, but it's used orally in humans. And we've talked about that. I'm not going to talk about that, that today. But I do want to, you to remember that this 
vaccine that they're going to want us to take, okay, has luciferase enzyme in it, and it can change our DNA, which means it can affect our humanity. And if anybody thinks that's good, like you know, as the saying goes, I'll sell you a bridge. And remember, masks are are not only ineffective, but they reduce your oxygen content. What does that do? Lowers your immunity, increases your CO two because you're rebreathing. What does that do? Lowers your immunity. So it forces healthy people to become immune suppressed. Is that good? And please, if you are a mask wearer, don't attack and insult those who have chosen not to wear a mask or a muzzle. As studies suggest, it is a wiser choice not to wear one. Dr. Russell Blaylock, B-L-A-Y-L-O-C-K, if you want to look into some great research on mask wearing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've rant and raved. I have a lot more, but I'll talk to you more on Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Uh, We will talk about health and health freedom. Because if there's ever a time I have to speak out, it's now. The the title of this show for years has been Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. So this is a time to be it because we are in a terrible time in our history. When people are keeping us in fear and controlling our lives. And maybe they want to control the population. And that has me even more concerned. So with that, this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. I thank you for listening, and we'll see you Tuesday at 4 p.m. Have a great rest rest of the weekend. Hey, everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. And it's all about good health. He's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. And let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week.